hello, hello. Peace four. Yeah. It's been a whole month. <laughs> and now literally nobody's listening. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe somebody will listen. It's fine. It's for the archives. It's historical. Yeah. Um I've got another tiny wine. I have a um glass of some cold colch. Yeah. Again. A cold colch. Except this time it's in a glass. Yeah. Classy. Jeanette had a cocktail. And I spilled it on myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I looked at that cocktail and I was like, I'm gonna spill this on myself because I walked out the door. It was an amazing jar originally. And um, I don't and, know. And your husband lovingly prepared it. Your husband, the bartender, a, lovingly prepared it for you. Yeah, a to-go cocktail. And um, I looked at that thing, and I was like, it's going to end up spilled. And it made it from point A to point B, and I took two sips of it before it spilled on me, which was, I don't know, a lot longer than I initially expected, but it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Um, do you think there's a curse on you? Sometimes. <laughs> I spill a lot of shit on myself every day, but that's not really the only reason. Um, I just have a lot of like really random strings of bad luck, I guess. And um, it's to the point where people who have known me for a long time sort of, I don't know, they'll hear me tell a story and like, wow, that's like something that would literally only happen like that's a that's a very Jeanette thing to happen so when people start like kind of attaching that to like just you as a person like you can't help but think like I mean I go to therapy for if anybody's like wondering like oh maybe she really needs to like talk some I do pay a lot of money to a professional but I don't know yeah Yeah. maybe there's like some chicken foot lying around somewhere that you didn't get around to urinating (laughs) on saying <laughs> oh man i guess should we explain chicken foot sure joke yeah um, that's true nobody even knows what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> just um, thought i'd throw in a random chicken foot reference there <laughs> so a long time ago i lived um so i lived in a place with my brother and so we have the same mom and I was walking up to the house and I noticed that there was a chicken foot in the walkway. And it was like, oh, it's kind of weird. So I walked in the house and told my brother and he was just like, what the fuck, like what's going on? And so my mom was like, oh my God, like you guys have to, you guys have to urinate on it. You know, it sounds crazy, but like the way to ward off whatever curse is going on because like a foot a chicken foot is allegedly like apparently something very very bad always oh yeah and um we told his girlfriend about it and she's just like oh i'm sorry okay um i'm like trying i'm like trying to remember the details of this like weird weird story yeah i remember we told his girlfriend about it and she was kind of like oh whatever y'all are just being ridiculous and so it became this kind of hilarious 
Um, not really like a secret. We're just like, all right, wait till she's like in the bathroom. Like, okay, I'll pee the cup and then we'll just like hold on to it. And then like when she's like taking the bath at this hour, which is the same hour every day, we'll just like run out and go do it. So the chicken foot's just like sitting, sitting there smoldering with evil in the driveway? Literally. For however long. Well, we did like go and... <laughs> I think, I don't remember, I know there were, okay, so there were two chicken feet that appeared, which is, like, the first time we were just like, oh, this is ridiculous, and we were cracking up, and like, threw pee on it, and was like, okay, mom, we peed on it, and, um, uh, yeah, then it was, I don't know, somehow, like, there was like a special way to like, get rid of it, and like, some thing we had to do, and so we did all that. Um, two days later, I'm walking up to the house, and I'm like, Dude, there's another fucking chicken foot in the same place. And yeah, same shit. We're just like, all right, fuck, I guess we gotta like do this whole thing again. And like, it was even funnier that time around because, you know, we still kind of had to keep it from his girlfriend because like she was not really believing or buying it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Survive the chicken foot thing. Interestingly enough, like bad things. Some, yeah. Someone we knew did die that week, actually. That week? Yeah. Uh, who also, who owned that house? Who owned right? that house. So, Damn. so maybe that shit wasn't even intended for you guys. Honestly, kind of, yeah. And you didn't pee on it fast enough. And right. probably that person needed to pee on it because it was intended for him and not him. Yeah. So he just straight up died. Right. Like but the a, weird thing like is that a week later. Yeah. Which I don't know if there's like a connection. It was just I just remember like we looked at each other and we were just like holy fuck. But you know we what also I realized what I just realized that your brother's girlfriend inherited the house. Because the person who died after the chicken foot thing was her father. What if she did it? No. No? No. She didn't. She adored him. She'll, she'll give, like, anything. Um, it's complicated. Yeah. Maybe I'll tell you the rest of this story. Like, sometime. Okay. Yeah. But um, I do have my suspicions on who it could have been. Oh. And it wasn't. Person. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say that there are some witchy people in the, from another angle. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. But um, the well, and weird you, thing. You also, like, I mean, well, your mom's family is Cuban, and so, of course, you can call your mom, and she'll have an opinion on what to do when there's a chicken put in the driveway. Right. But you also dated a guy who was, a, like, a Santero. Yeah, who was a Santero, right? He was in his year of, oh, I don't know exactly what is it when you're waiting i know when people are in the process of becoming a santero like they have to wear all white i think it's for the year and when we dated he was in the process of that so it's fun. I, was just like, <laughs> I was just imagining like if i dated a dude who was in his final year before he became a santero and he wore white all the time i i'm positive that i would just be like spilling like, like coffee stuff all over and him. shit on him all I the mean, time. I mean, he and I, like, all, when I think about, like, my, the time I, well, first of all, I mean, 
he was nice to me. I'll give him that. You know, like it was a weird time. Like I had just gotten out of like my first really bad. Like it was like my first love. The relationship was like the longest relationship I've been in at that time, mm-hmm. and it ended with me realizing like, oh fuck, like that was an abusive relationship. You know, so I was pretty fucking broken down. And then along comes this Centuria guy. <laughs> who was also getting his um what is it called is it called a side d so, like a it was getting like the equivalent of it's like a phd but not it's like the equivalent, yeah uh-huh. okay um he was getting his side d and um he gave me some like i don't know um what is it like pointers on how to like talk myself out of a panic attack and stuff so in a weird way it's like yeah, I like he was definitely a rebound because he was a friend, you know, and I was in a vulnerable place, yeah. I guess. And um, he was a friend that turned into a little more than a friend, but then he also kind of gave me some free therapy. He came with gifts. He yeah, he came, actually, gifts. it wasn't free because I was sleeping with him at the time. But like, you know, I got some therapy and like a few <laughs> steak dinners. Yeah. The, isn't that great? I'm not, yeah. No offense, bro, <laughs> if you ever end up hearing this, but like. I don't know. It was an experience. And yeah, he was in his final year of like becoming a center. And he told you about your goddess to give the eggplants and wine to. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he told me that I had to worship um, Oya and what I should be offering. But yeah, like pretty much his whole family was into it. Like every floor in their house had altars. He was a little bit, he took it a little bit further, but like in the town that they're from, like they're known as this like beautiful Christian, or no, Catholic family. They have like a, they own a business in a small town. Meanwhile, like every chicken in town is like fucking hiding under the house when they see Uh, Literally. Yeah. The reason I don't hang out with him anymore is because they found out he was sacrificing chickens. Right. So that's what I was, I was remembering. Wasn't there something like a couple years ago where somebody put up pictures on the internet of like a bunch of dismembered chickens in a creek somewhere and you were like oh i think that's my ex-boyfriend who did that oh no it wasn't someone posted it it was one of our co-workers um josh oh oh, oh. was like dude look at this crazy shit i saw i was hiking with my children his his kids and look at i found this chicken i took a picture of it but like everybody was like don't touch it and then there was like some other shit in a creek and i looked and i was like oh there was some other item that made me think like this fool i was like i wonder if it was him because he would talk about the goddess that he would give off like he would give offerings all the time and he also would consult like oracles for people and would give them like cleanses. I was present for a couple of them. Um, definitely a sight to see is like a yeah. whole thing. And like would make a lot of money like wow. doing this for people. Um, anyway, yeah. So our coworker showed us these photos and I was like, I feel that looks like some shit that like my ex would have done. And like something about like the type, there were like flowers, like this played on it too that matched the spot where it was didn't you say like that was a place that he would go go a lot um 
I'm not exactly, I don't recall, but I do know that he would frequent that area like a lot. Like I remember when we hung out, which was, it was a total, it was like we hung out for a summer, pretty much. It was like summer a summer, pretty much. <laughs> we hung out for a summer. It was like from like a May to a September or something. Yeah. And um, I remember we hung out at this hiking area quite a bit. And so, yeah, it was just interesting. I was like, maybe it's really popular to be dismembering chickens, but I know a guy doing it a lot. And it was definitely the thing that made, he, I don't know, it was like a whole thing. He definitely, so not only was he, he was Cuban, I have to add, he was also obsessed with Indian culture like, he was a person who did, I don't know, some kind of, he was really into yoga and, like, I don't know if you recall in, I want to say, like, 2012-ish, maybe a little bit before or after that, there was a yoga studio actually down the street from here that was really popular that ended up getting busted oh. for some, um, sex scandal like the yogi quote unquote who's like some white guy that was like oh i'm like gonna enlighten you and all this stuff but like your downward dog yeah and like stop um you can't have sex like go come on this retreat with me in thailand but you can't sleep with anybody except Except for for me like that dude when we were kicking it had just lost his girlfriend to that yogi so anyway, um, I, wonder I don't know like, if this makes sense to like anybody if I'm not like making like explicitly like mentioning like which yoga studio this is. This is but, I'm sure like probably right. every yoga studio with like a world. white guy with that's like, guy, hey, like, sit on my dick. I'm gonna show you. <laughs> I'll show you the world. You know, like <laughs> sorry. You come for the hot yoga, you get the hot yoga. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> lost his girlfriend to the because the yogi chose his girlfriend to be enlightened that week um whatever so he came back from thailand hick sad and then ran into me again i mean we had been friends like he was like a customer at a cafe that i had worked at and like i don't know um we'd known each other for like a few years at that point and like it was really random like how we started hanging out but um yeah, so he comes back from Thailand, he was sad, and saw me, and, like, I was all sad and shit, and, like, whatever. We just, like, kicked it over the summer. There was, like, a lot of time, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, how, like, it's true. Some relationships that 
really is how some relationships happen. It's like, I'm really fucking sad. You're really fucking sad. Let's, like, you know. Let's hook up and see what happens, you know. He was also. Let's waste some time together. Damn, this is. Yeah. Putting the pieces back together. Seriously. And then I remember being like, hey, dude. Because, like. This fool knew where I worked, right? So, like, and I was working, like, six-day weeks, because, mind you, I, I don't know, this is just my situation, but I did not have any financial cushion from anywhere as the child of immigrants a couple years after the fucking recession. This is where it was, like, post-recession. Yeah. Um... And, yeah, he didn't understand that sometimes I was just tired and wanted to fucking go home and just sleep. Because I was opening a cafe at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning and getting off at, like, 3 p.m., you know? And, um, yeah, he'd just show up at, like, 2 o'clock, like, 30 minutes before I'm off and be like, all right, what are we doing today? And I was like, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to go to sleep. And he'd be like, I'm sorry, this is just your anxiety? And I was like, I don't think it's my anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking about how, like, I mean, I I spent my twenties being a barista, mm-hmm. mostly a barista. I mean, I had other restaurant jobs and shit too. But um, I was thinking about like, if you date a barista, like, what are you gonna get out of it? Like, basically, what you're gonna get out of it is like a free coffee every now and then. Maybe like, <laughs> if the manager's not around, you're gonna get somebody who sleeps all the time at like weird hours, like in the afternoon and mm-hmm. needs to go to bed early and you might get like a bunch of three day old muffins. Yeah, and your like <laughs> SO is gonna smell hella good, mind That's you. True. Yeah. yeah. Um it's like at least I don't work in the fucking fish market. Right? Oh man. But it's definitely kind of I mean I can think like if you have like a normal life, if you're in graduate school or something and you have this normal life where you get to schedule things in a normal way. And you're dating somebody who is like a barista working an opening shift. Like, I can imagine that could be like a little bit baffling. Yeah, it was like, like, this is your life. Like, you call this a life. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Um, Actually, I do remember one of the things that made me think like, wow, I really like you just reminded me, actually. One of the things that made me be like, I need to fucking get this guy out of the picture. Like, I don't even fucking know. Well, first of all, I was kind of messy. I mean, I was 21. Um, I just wasn't really that into him. And there was, I don't know, I don't remember exactly how, it, let's just say there was like other dick. There was other dick in the universe. Yes. And um, I don't know. I was like, I'm cool with being your friend. I just don't think that like we're wanting kind of the same shit. Because he was pulling some, like, we're, like, fucking meant to be. Because, like, I love Indian culture. And you are Indian and Cuban. And, like, yeah, wow, you know? It's um, like he's been sur- searching for that perfect flavor combination his whole life. Whole life. Yeah. Like, when to I get a double family. scoop of ice cream, I, want, I need it to be one scoop of chocolate chip and one scoop of peanut butter god damn it literally i'll settle for nothing less his family was like we've been hearing about you for years i was like oh have you like yes you are the chosen one right you are the only one okay so i feel like you can relate to this like i really hate surprises 
having a busy fucking schedule yeah. like mine and the bills that like I fucking have. Yes. I hate surprises, okay? Like my life is very full. Yeah. I'm very busy. Also, I can't. you're a Capricorn and a Taurus. We don't right. we like stability. We want exactly. to know what's happening. We need to know what's happening. This fool decides to surprise me. Also, he was a Virgo. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Even worse. Even worse, dude. Oh man, those motherfuckers! <laughs> or wait, his birthday—it was September twenty-second. Maybe he was he's, he's a cup. He's he's, he's um, Virgo cusp. Libra cusp. Okay, so he's like flighty and conceited, and also like an erotic. Yeah, so conceited for no reason. Um, he. Oh man, yeah, he surprised me with tickets to the opera. Okay, and he was like, okay, so we're going to go, and I was like, oh, I got to work. Like, let me I just you tell you. told him that you liked the opera, or was this Yeah, no, like- he knew that, like, I was into the opera, whatever. Um, I mean, I thought I was into the opera. I've been yeah. to, like, some operas. If certain ones are a little better than others, I haven't been to very many or whatever, but, like, I do, like, enjoy it. But everyone who's been to one of those things knows but this event goes until so late at night, especially oh, yeah. if you're like gonna hang out with people. Like, there's like a whole. I just remember being like, "Fuck, I gotta like, like I had to like dress up like I'd never dressed up before." Like, yeah. I literally, like, I went to one opera with him. Um, I think we saw. I don't remember if it was Carmen. I feel like that's the one we went. Yeah, because we went to. He invited. Okay, so we went to one. And, you know, I went out and I bought, like, a dress for it. It was ridiculous. Literally, that's how it felt. And I was like, I feel so uncomfortable. And then we had to go get dinner. And then we had, like, cocktails before. And then, like, after the opera's finally over, then you go to another cocktail thing. And you're home, like, super late, right? Welcome to rich lady life. It was really weird. I did not like it. And he was like oh, okay, so we're going to go to this opera on, like, whatever day. And I was like, oh, I really appreciate this gesture. It's really sweet of you. However, I wish that you, like, I was like, you know, in the future, like, maybe um, consult with me before you make, like, a decision like this just because, you know, my schedule, like, I have to wake up at, like, 4 in the morning. Yeah, (laughs) and I don't know. And then I don't, I think I was getting kind of sick. I was like, because he told me day of, and I was like, I'm sorry, like, I don't feel that well. I'm unfortunately going to have to decline. In my head, I'm like, because he was also writing his dissertation on polyamory and was really pushing. Like, basically, he started hanging out with me and was just like, just so that you know, like, this, I, I really need the freedom to, like, sleep with whoever I want. And I'm just like, that's cool for you. I mean, I'm not really into STDs. You know, like if that's what you want to do, like great. But like, okay, like all I have to say is, like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna enter the room, being like, I, in order to fuck you, I need to be able to fuck whoever else I want all the time. Right. You must like really. You have to really be fucking bringing it in the bedroom. He wasn't for anybody to put up with that. He was no. He tried to teach me that. Like, man, what is the kind of yoga? It has to be the kind of shit where like, you need to have like dick that girls get addicted to. It no wasn't In order to, like, get away with that. It wasn't. Um, it was pretty forgettable. However, he was into, like, that kind of yoga that, um, you remember he pulled out the Kama Sutra and was like, oh, like, oh, read this. Yeah, um, and 
is it kundalini yes yes okay yes. he was into kundalini yoga and i was just like i just couldn't i don't know i just yeah no. it wasn't that we'll just say that it wasn't compatible with like what i guess i like in the bedroom or whatever yeah so he's like telling me this or whatever. So this is like towards the end of his hanging out. So like from day one, he was just like, I need to see as many people as possible. And this is just how humans are. And I was like, okay, well, that's not what I'm into. That's fine if that's what you're into, yeah. but this isn't going to work if, yeah. you know, whatever. Anyway, so fast forward to like him buying those opera tickets. Yeah. He, um... I was like, you know, I mean, I'm sure you can easily find someone else to go with you on a whim. Like, I'm so sorry. You know, and I actually was pretty sorry. And then his phone butt dialed me and I picked it up and all I heard was his mother in the background talking hella shit about me being like, what a disgraceful piece of shit. Like I knew that she was bad news. She comes from a bad family she's poor she's this she's that she went off like she doesn't have a degree she just worked at some fucking cafe and then you buy her uh you know for some girl that works at a damn cafe she's saying all this shit in spanish um and she was like oh you know if it were me i would have called off work the next day or you know just drank a two a five hour energy the next morning or whatever but it's like you just don't like not take tickets to the opera and i overheard that and she called me a cualquiera okay which is it okay so in spanish it literally translates to like a whoever right but when you say that it has this connotation like oh she's just like it's almost like calling someone a slut so yeah and yeah and so i i heard that you know and like a lot of the reason why i didn't want to hang out with his mom was terrible she was awful anyway so that happened and then i basically told him i didn't want to hang out with him ever again like shortly after that because then he was being weird like trying to rub into my face like he slept with a girl that he took to the opera instead of me and i was just like cool good for you dude like i yeah and then we kind of stopped picking it after that and i went on to i don't know i was like <laughs> i can live my life I can, live my, I can peacefully go to work my fucking cafe job so that i can pay my rent and no rich little bitch is going to tell me but I can't go to work. Years later, okay, this is the last little bit I'm going to add because he didn't change. Like two or three years later, I'm like 25 or something. I'm at a bar that my buddy James was DJing at. A lot of my stories involved. One night, James was DJing at a bar. And um, yeah, there is homie, like Centuria homie. And I was like, oh, great. I hope nothing bad happens after i see him also let me tell you his parents owned his dad owned a body shop so all of my car troubles that started appearing uh-huh. after that kind of made me wonder if maybe he put the curt because like my I, I don't know my car got crashed into like a month after i broke up with him and then it just like kept going mm-hmm. after car problems. yeah, yeah. Um, 
And yeah, like the reason we broke up was because I found out that he was killing chickens in his dad's business, which pretty much means that they were trying to bring business into shit. So I don't know. I don't know. It's whatever. Um, wait, I lost my train of thought. Not very ethical. No, not really. Yeah. Maybe it is. I don't know. But yeah. It's a strategy. It's an interesting business strategy. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, oh yeah, so I ran into this fool and then like a cu- like the next morning he texts me and he's like, oh my God, I can't believe that I ran into you. He was super gross. Like he stared me head to toe and was like, wow, you look amazing. And I was just like, don't fucking look at me. And, like I was also with a different guy that I was like kind of sleeping with at that time. And I was like, oh no, don't ruin this. And I think that guy like never called me again after that night with the guy that I was like seeing at that time. So I was like, God damn it. Every time I run into this fucking asshole, like something is cursed. <laughs> and so he runs into me and then he's like, Oh, do you want to go? You, you should come up with, you should come up to like wine country with me. Blah, blah, blah. Um, my friend is going to be like, you know, banging on the drums. He did something super fucking dorky like that. And then was like, Oh, I need a date. And I was like, Oh, sorry, bro. I'm working like a 10 hour shift and he was like wow some things just never change and i was like yeah likewise <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like i still work my ass off and you're still a bum <laughs> some things never change we wish you all the best right like wherever you are full like i wish you, you are. so well wow that's crazy <laughs> Alright, I didn't mean to talk about somebody. Oh no, that was great. That was a good story that completely came out of nowhere. Great. <laughs> now I'm gonna go on to the next thing. It's cool, like I got other dick I kinda wanna still see. You know? Like then they have a huge problem, like, oh wait, you're gonna go fuck someone else? Like you're fucking you know? someone else. Okay, so I would wait, what was the story I was gonna say? talking about um polyamory and how it's always like some dude with like a little dick nobody's interested in who's like i need to be polyamorous i need to be free and it's like to express my sexuality with all of the women that i feel drawn or people or whatever i feel drawn to it's like okay yeah but like nobody's really that into your like little dick anyway so yeah what's the point it's like an aspirational it's like aspirational polyamory you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's like you have this you have this vision of yourself as like a dude who is just like this fucking emperor out there like conquering the women of the world with your penis like really that's not who you are at all, who you are at all but if you articulate it this way like i need to express my you know my my virility and my masculinity like and my sexuality with like all these women or whatever like maybe somehow you'll live into the dream someday. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's never going to happen, bro. Uh, like, I mean, yeah. if it works for you, the only reason it's going to be working for you is because those women are like, okay, well, if you're polyamorous, then I'm going to be polyamorous too. And then maybe they'll put up with you and your little dick because they're also getting other dick. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, I feel like polyamory is something, like, if it works for you, fucking awesome but like that shit is like i know a few people that it does work for yeah 
I mean, most situations that I've actually seen, it's like it's cool until it's like really not cool. But this is what I mean. Like, what I've gathered. Right, right. And like what I've gathered is it seems like, I mean, for me, I'm just like, I'm not into that because like I feel like dealing with one person, like I'm married now, you know, dealing with one person is like a lot. It's a job and a half. Right? And so like having more than one penis, it's just like the amount of communication, like I am too introverted for that kind of shit. Like, no, I don't have time. Yeah. For more than one. Right. Yeah. And especially <laughs> if you, like, I don't know. I mean, I was definitely involved in some polyamorous situations when I was in my early 20s and stuff. And that shit was really messy. And at that time, I thought it was interesting. Because right. I was in my early 20s. Yeah. And I was like, I am a poet. I have to live <laughs> the drama in order to write about the depths of the drama of the human condition. Like, really, all that meant was, like, I was driving people crazy, and they were driving me fucking crazy. And, like, at one point, I don't know. I mean, I've literally had to, like, stay in a youth hostel on the other side of the city I was living in with my location undisclosed to the people I was currently sleeping with because people wanted to murder me. <laughs> like, oh my god! That's what polyamory does, dude. Oh, no. Polyamory is, like, cool. Like you said, it's cool until it's not cool. Like, I have lived that shit, and, like, it's cool until the point when, like, people are so mad at you that you literally need to, like, basically put yourself into, like, some kind of janky-ass self-designed witness <laughs> protection program <laughs> and fucking disappear yourself. Oh my god! into a youth hostel on the other side of the city for like a week to let people cool off. And like, I don't think I'm that infuriating of a person. I don't think so. But like people were infuriated. Like that's how bad shit can get. So at a certain point I was like, okay, this is not, this is not for me, dude. Like I have bills to pay i'm trying to fucking graduate college like i'm just trying to fucking get shit done like i gotta get up and do some things like i cannot be in a youth hostel fucking 30 minutes away from where i need to be the next morning just because like motherfuckers i'm sleeping with want to kill me (laughs) that is a story about polyamory it's a cautionary tale don't do it yeah it's not worth it it's not worth it the funny oh my god yeah and like you know let me just tell you also if you are fucking more than one person okay i'm speaking to the youth right now (laughs) okay let's say i got out of the game okay i've been with sean for five years i've been out of the game for five years five years ago is the dating world very fucking different than it is now. I can only imagine it's gotten way worse. But let me just tell you, if you're fucking more than one person, fucking be honest about it. Be upfront in the fucking moment. Like, I swear to God, like there were so many like dating situations that just went so wrong because People were literally weirded out by how communicative I was, like, being. Like, I remember this situation. Like, I slept with this guy who I actually really just wanted to keep as a friend. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I was like, oh, I actually really, I don't really care about you as a person that I sleep with, but I really want to be friends. This actually happened more than once. It's like the second they sleep with me, it's like, oh no, like I can never talk to you again. But I'm like, yo, it was really fun hanging out. And like, yeah. I'm really- Sorry we rubbed our parts together. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think you're really funny. It's, it's always like world. situations where it's like, <laughs> fuck, I accidentally slept with this person who I thought was super funny, and now they'll never be my friend again. Like, they're literally never going to call me again. Like, I went to the extremes of, like, sitting in, I was, I, I, I don't know, I remember, like, the last time it happened before I ended up in, like, a long-term relationship. Like, I slept with this dude, and afterwards, like, he wasn't really, like, talking to me as, like, a friend. It was just, like, a thing that just happened. Like, I did yeah. not expect to ever do it again avoiding the fuck out of me and eventually it was like hey yo like when you get a chance like i think it'd be cool to like sit down and like have a conversation or something i was like i don't know i really want like have some things i kind of want to say and it was like i don't know what the fuck okay he took it like this is really weird like was his response was um, he in love with you i don't know he's probably no well because i texted him that i was like hey can we like have a chat and then he replies uh, what about? Like, this is really weird. Is it something bad? About and I was the fact like, that you're in love with me, and no. I just want to be your friend, and I slept with you by accident. No, like <laughs> he ghosted me after oh. we slept together. Like that's always that's how it went. Fun. Yeah, no, I've been ghosted so many times, and it's always by like the funniest people. That I was like, I don't really want your dick. I just want to be your friend. That was fucking weird. But like, can we just be bros? You know, like yeah. I think the thing is, it took me a long time to realize this because I have. Like, I've always had a lot of close friends who are dudes. Yeah. And I'm not by any means saying that they're always in love with me, like, they've always been in love with me. Mm -hmm. But I do think that, especially when we're very young, mm -hmm. like, in a society where we're in, where, like, women and men can be friends, like, girls and women and dudes are friends. Like, we all, we've always had dudes who are, are friends, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, when you're under a certain age, let's say, like, if you become friends with a guy, and you're under the age of 25. I was 25. Oh, yeah, exactly. If you're under yeah. the age of like 25, 26, 27, like when you become friends, he wants to fuck you. Yeah. Like just as a general rule. Like, and this is something that I didn't realize until much later. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, all of my like bros when I was young, I mean, I'm sure there are exceptions to this, but. Like, yeah, but, like, like a lot of, like, the dudes that I was friends with when I was, like, a teenager or, like, early 20s, like, not all of them, but many of the guys that I was friends with at that point, like, like, yes, like, on some level, yes, they wanted to fuck me. Because, like, they're straight guys and I'm a female. And I yeah. was, like, in their vicinity. Not that they, like, thought I was the be-all, end-all or, like, were madly in love with me. Most of the time, they were madly in love with some woman who was not me. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that they didn't, on some level, like, want to fuck me yeah. and if we had hooked up it probably would have gotten weird in a way that would have sort of thrown me off at the time because i thought that they were like just my friends you know right you know what i mean like i don't yeah think... no i definitely like have run into that too like people who i thought were like my close ass friends except for like one person who even admitted like i thought you were hot when i first met you but the second we started kicking it i was like no nah, i can't fuck this up she's my friend that's Pedro. I love you, Pedro. Um, but, like, he admitted that to me. He's like, yeah, you're hot. Like, whatever. But, like, we're friends. And I'm like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, whatever. Um, but this, like, oh, yeah. I guess I, that story, I was like, 
mention, like, I was 25 and homie was maybe 30 or something. And I thought he was really fucking funny. I don't know. I'm like, you know me for however yeah. many years. Like, if I meet a funny person, like, I'm just gravitated to yeah. that shit. And so there was like a weird situation where we ended up sleeping together. It was kind of weird and I felt weird about it. Never saw him again after that because he ghosted me. Actually, it's the same dude. Do you remember? Like, I was, we were working at that cafe. Uh-huh. And one day I was like, oh, there's this dude. He's not really like replying to me. And like, but he's texting me that he wants donuts. <laughs> and then I had donuts sent. You're like, you need to go and like just send him some donuts. So I had a bike messenger deliver him yeah, donuts. I remember giving you my, my like, um, my pep talk about how the world needs more romance. And yes. If you don't create more romance in the world, who's going to do it? <laughs> and so I did it. And like, he got kind of pissed about it. That you had a bike messenger bring him like gourmet donuts. Like, oh, like, that's really sweet of you. And then I literally, really never fucking heard from him again. He and just I took the donuts that, like, and ran. I don't remember if it was before the donuts or if it was after, but I do recall being like, hey, I really want to talk to you. And he got weirded out and he's like, this is weird. And I was just like, I'm having regular communication. Like, later on, I realized like his anxiety probably told him, like, oh shit, she's pregnant or she has an STD. Or whatever. I'm trying to tell you about In my herpes. Like, don't you worry. Like, I would have like told you, like. Yeah. If it was a fucking STD in the text, I would have been like, hey, fuck you. Like, you gave me this. <laughs> or, <laughs> like, or, hey, sorry, I if might I have given was, you this. <laughs> right, or that, right, other way around. I mean, at that time, I was, I guess I'm, I don't know. I guess I felt like I was always very strict about the whatever. Yeah. But anyway, um, I love it that you that you followed through on that grand romantic gesture of sending him. Even though he was a dick. And then he was a dick and he just like disappeared. Seriously. Because like I have a theory about romance, which is that it's very important to initiate and create romantic gestures and experiences in the world. And like it doesn't really matter if they're unrequited. Yeah. Like I took somebody to the circus once <laughs> who wasn't interested in me. <laughs> Before the circus, during the circus, or after the circus. Like, I was, like, quite smitten with this person and, like, took them to the circus. And, like, they did not give a shit about me. Do I regret it? No. Yeah, I don't regret that donut story because I think it's fucking hilarious. And thank you for encouraging me to do that. Yeah, I just remember being like, hey, dude, like, oh, no. He didn't give me... I was like, oh, just let me know when you got a second to talk. Like, we can either meet up or you can call me, whatever you feel is and then he was like i'll let you know when i'm free and then one day randomly at like 11 30 p.m was like it was like a tuesday he's like hey are you around like do you want to meet me at merchants in 20 minutes cool. it's okay so um i was like sure i guess and i met him at this shitty dive bar at midnight to have a conversation about how, hey, like, I thought I was being like, oh, you know, bro, like, yeah, we might have slept together. That was kind of, I don't know if it was weird or fun, um, but I just want to let you know, like, I still really want to be your friend. And um, my favorite part of that is <laughs> I know we slept together. I don't know if it was weird or maybe fun. <laughs> 
like, that's, that's cool. cool. <laughs> um, but this whole like ghosting me, like you don't gotta feel like you gotta fucking drop off the face of the earth. Like we can still be friends, right? right? And <laughs> he was just like, oh wow, okay. I don't know. In my head, I thought you were gonna say something like really bad. And I was like, like what, dude? And I'm just sitting there like, no, I just think you're fucking hilarious. I'm fucking hilarious. I love funny shit, you know? Like, I just want to be homies. Like, why is it so weird, you know? And he made me believe, like, yeah, I think you're really cool, too. But, like, nah, I never fucking heard from him again. Ever. Mm -hmm. But, like, I mean, he follows me on Instagram. Which is... Yeah, that's a weird thing. Like, yeah, but we got like hella mutual friends. Yeah, but it still is. I mean, it still is. It's kind of weird. It's a little strange. Like the whole like culture of like people who you've parted from in a strange way, who have ghosted you, or maybe there's somebody from your past, or like who you haven't really had any contact with for years, or like I don't know. There's so many people in the world who are not in your life for whatever reason mm-hmm. and then they follow you on social, on social media. media yeah like he liked the i don't know like he liked a picture of my dog that i posted or something it's just like one of those things like we just know a whole bunch of the same people yeah. and maybe it's because i was like hey i know you might like i don't know like don't feel fucking weird just slept together right so it's like one time a few years ago me and this person fucked and then they acted weird and then they ghosted me and now they're liking pictures of my dog on instagram and pictures of my husband and pictures of my (laughs) husband too your dog's cute your husband's yeah like oh like if i post anything of my husband like he'll like it and i don't know sometimes i'm like are my random like not and like I have okay, only one of my exes, like a person that I actually called a boyfriend, you know, and it's like one ex who I have a whole bunch of respect for. Um, I was more of a dick to this person, I think, because of the time period of my life, you know. Yeah. Looking back, I'm like, damn, I should have been a lot nicer to this guy. Um <clears throat> he we follow each other, you know, but it's almost this like I don't know, like, he, like, for example, like, I made, like, an art Instagram, and he followed it, so I think yeah. it's, like, he's interested in, like, well, my art, and he makes things, like, right, and, like, we have a lot of, like, old homies that are, like, kind of the same, right, but, or not a lot, but I don't know, anyway, um, there's no, like, hate between us, at least that I, I mean, on my end, for sure, right, um, there's this one but, person, like, I have this one ex who you know about who... It's kind of this. I mean, I can't say that he's an evil ex, mm-hmm. but he's kind of the most evil of my exes. Like, he's evil in the sense that, like, he didn't even try to be friends with me. Oh, so many. I like, don't have any of them. Like, he just fucking dipped, dude. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm the kind of person who, like, anybody listening to this who's friends with me knows, like, I'm. there isn't anybody, really, that I've ever been friends with who I'm not still friends with. Mm-hmm. Like, friendship is the most important thing to me. I am mm-hmm. fucking die hard for life loyal. Like it's almost mm-hmm. the most Boston thing about me. Like mm-hmm. I will like like from that stupid fucking movie Goodwill Hunting where basically I'll lay down in traffic <laughs> for you, you know? Like I was ready to fucking have this dude be my friend for the rest of my life. I was like again, mm-hmm. it was one of those things. I was like, mm-hmm. you're so fucking funny. I know you're really fucked up. 
I don't care. All my friends are really fucked up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm planning on being friends with them for the rest of their lives, even though they're fucked up. Like, it's cool. But then he just fucking dipped. He totally fucking disappeared. Yeah, that's like most of my exes. I don't know. I feel like it's... <sighs> It's really fucked up and it, it's very like hurtful and shit. But I will say one thing that I'm really grateful for is that this person is like not on social media at all. Oh god. Like he's not on the internet, he's not on social media, like he's nowhere. Like it's basically like he's dead. Like he like doesn't he's just like gone, basically, you know. So I don't have like where you might like normally I would have the temptation to like internet stalk him. Uh-huh. I can't internet stalk him because he doesn't exist on the internet. That's how much of a freaky. That's, that's how much of a freak he is, which kind of explains why I was interested in him in the first place. Because he's just like not on the internet. Yeah, but he's not on the internet, so yeah, it's kind of like he's just a mystery. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. <sighs> fucking ghosts, man. I gotta say, like the dating world, it's a haunted fucking house. <laughs> I'm so glad that she it's is. Oh, so I know. It's like what I Thank said. You. Like I'm literally like. I do, I do, and I do, and I do, and I do again. Like whatever. Yes, like, thank take God. Me out of this hell. I am take me out of this scorched hellscape. Married. Like the second I I like met, <laughs> like it was like almost instant when I met Sean. I was like, okay, you're not weird, and you're not fucking weirded out. Take me out by of this how ship. much I like to communicate. You don't make me feel weird about like anything. I don't know. He was just. I was like just. Take me away, Just please. Yeah, this. I mean, it's kind of. I didn't. I didn't actually start dating Harley until I was thirty-one. But when I hit thirty, I think mm -hmm. I remember telling you this. Maybe when you turned thirty, like my thirtieth birthday was the greatest day of my life. <laughs> like I was like, I'm turning thirty, and I was like, I'm leaving this fucking scorched hellscape of like corpses and fucking blood and shit like behind me. Like, please God, let me forget this fucking horrible just uh, like my 20s were just like this awful fucking something out of dante i was like get me the fuck out of here and like my 30s were like this beautiful bright morning it was like dolly parton dolly parton was singing like i believe in the light and then soon after that i started dating harley and um yeah, and never, have never, looked, <laughs> have never regretted. <laughs> now you have a very yeah. hilarious life and a oh child God, that's like a miniature version of Yeah, I can't wait until she's older and I can explain, like, why you should not date multiple people. <laughs> <laughs> like, what age is she going to be when I first give her, like, the polyamory talk? Like... Like maybe when she's like, like 21 and she's already probably sooner like, than that. Four. When she's like 14, I'm gonna be like, I know you're probably in love with all your friends, but don't kiss all of them. Don't kiss. It's not a good idea. Oh my god! Like really, just settle on like the one that you really want to make out with, and like only make out with that one. Yeah, because <laughs> like it's not good. It's not. Oh my god. I'm gonna tell her so all the like gnarly. Funny. She's gonna be like, shut up, I don't wanna hear it. I'm gonna tell her like all my gnarly horror stories. Oh my god, I have so <laughs> many too. If you need any help, just be like <laughs> we can sit her down and traumatize her when she's like fifteen years old. Just be like, okay, it's time yeah. to drop some knowledge on you. Right. Just be like, if he doesn't really or they or whoever, yeah. right? 
doesn't really message you back the morning after, run for the fucking hills. Yeah, just okay. like you're better than that. Like you right. go out, go out in the yard, steam your vagina, and like you know, drink a chamomile tea and. <laughs> I'm gonna give her my like vagina steamer steaming sauna like as an heirloom like when she becomes a teenager I'm gonna be like you're gonna need this child when the world gets you down just steam your vagina drink some herbal tea and uh you know let all the drama float away from you uh, along with the steam. Oh my god, this is so funny. Uh, yeah. Steam. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking vagina steam, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like the shit that, these like, are, like just to explain, like, these are, like, should I talk about the vagina steam? Again? Yeah, actually. So, like, yeah, there are a couple things that COVID, the COVID pandemic brought me, like, okay, I'll just, there, there are numerous things, but there are a couple things that, like, Okay, so there's four things. Okay, thing number one, sourdough starter. Got the sourdough starter, <laughs> make the sourdough bread. Okay, two, got the chickens. Have the chickens, the chickens lay the eggs. It's great. Thing number three. Um, thing number three, I started playing tennis in the middle of the wildfires. I found a tennis racket on the side of the road and was like, I'm going to fucking get in shape. <laughs> and went over to the like public like across the street from us and started playing tennis in the middle of the fucking cloud of smoke. Thing number four, I started steaming my vagina. <laughs> and the way it happened actually is somebody I went to high school with who I didn't know very well in high school, who I thought of as this sort of, um, I don't know, kind of like a lacrosse playing type, like, Cross and you know the like snapback like preppy snapback like uh khaki shorts type of girl like i don't know birkenstocks probably got her like waxed in a salon on the weekends i don't know that type of person very nice person didn't know her well moved in different circles anyway she grew up went to the london school of economics got a, got a degree in econ and did a bunch of stuff started a soft porn company <laughs> soft porn production company and i actually like watched a couple of like <laughs> porns she like short porno films she produced a couple of years ago that was the first time that i was like what the fuck like i'm not gonna say her name but i was just like what the actual Someone else we went to high school with, who I'm good good friends with, hit me up and was like, "Yo, you gotta check out what this person's doing now." Like, you know, remember good old this person who was like playing lacrosse and listening to the Dave Matthews Band in high school? Like, she has like a porn production company now. So, like, I watched a couple of her pornos; they were okay. And then the latest thing was that she started a company building like vaginal steam uh, saunas, all women women owned and like all female labor in a barn in Maine. She's like building <laughs> vaginal song steam saunas. Yeah, out of like Maine hardwood. And there's this whole thing where, yeah, I mean, basically you boil the water, you put in some herbs that help you release whatever's going on with your uterus and you sit on this box that has a hole and you just like steam your vagina and it helps your shit out. That and sounds like really relaxing. Actually. Right, it is. 
So like early in the, and I don't have a lot of relaxation in my life, obviously between like groceries and the two-year-old and the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So early in the pandemic, I had this revelation. I was like, you know what, man, I don't know what's going to help with this fucked up situation. The world is so fucked right now, like between COVID and the parenting a toddler and like working in a fucking grocery store. But I think steaming my vagina might help. <laughs> so I bought a vagina sauna from her. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I've been steaming my vagina ever since. That sounds super nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I would kind of, I have to say, I would sort of prefer like a full-size sauna because I enjoy saunas, but I don't have that option. So what I have is a vagina sauna. Oh yeah. And I will pass it to my daughter. This <laughs> sacred heirloom someday. <laughs> um, Amazing. Yep. Um, what else were we going to talk about today? We haven't, Is there any grocery news? <laughs> oh, yeah. What was the grocery news this week? Well, the only slightly, it's not really grocery news, but kind of, is that there was like a huge shipping container that was stuck in the Suez Canal that was disrupting like a lot of global trade. <laughs> oh, I did not hear about this. And they were saying like it might actually force some prices up because there's like 300 shipping. There's like 300 ships waiting to get through the Suez Canal. Um, so global, like the movement of things around the planet was like really fucked up over the past few days. Oh, wow. But it came unstuck today. Oh, not because of people. People were trying really hard to move it and nothing was working and then today just randomly like the tides shifted and it got unstuck. Oh! So I don't know if that'll actually affect what things cost but I mean if there was like there were like 20,000 shipping containers on that ship and some of them might have like toilet paper in them. Oh so no not that again. Maybe we won't have toilet paper again. Oh no. Because of the Suez Canal. Oh no. Maybe we won't have any Don Julio. Again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe there was 12 year McCallan in one of those. I mean, there could have been some 12 year McCallan in there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I tell that story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. One, one more story. All right. So, we don't even have any Don Julio. Um, let's see, where do we even begin? Um, so as we mentioned in episode one, there is a country club very close to the store. And the story of my joke, we don't even have any Don Julio. <laughs> Stems from a specific, like, you know, a member of such a country club. Um, and you know she is because she comes in wearing her tennis um, skirt and visor, even if it's nighttime. And, the visor her, and her tennis on. facelift. Uh huh. Yeah, it looks great. great. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is like. Wait, a, can I just briefly yeah. interject? Just, just, just of course. A very brief aside Please, about yeah. plastic surgery and facelifts. This is a true story. Okay. When I lived in New York City, as I previously mentioned, I lived in South Brooklyn at the intersection of a bunch of different mafias right around the corner from New Fresh Tortillas Taco. And I would take 
the subway and take the D train into Manhattan for a couple things, like my just myself, like for treats, you know. Uh-huh. One of my treats was that I would take the train all the way up to Central Park to visit the horses. Uh huh. Because the carriage horses that take tourists around Central Park are like they have a station. I think they still do. They probably still do. They have like a station that's on the south side of the park and mm-hmm. you can go there and I bring carrots and feed them carrots and stuff and Aww. hang out with them. Because I love horses. The other thing I would do is often on the same trip I would walk <laughs> up the east side of the park and over onto Lexington and walk around the Upper East Side to see all the fucked up plastic surgery. <laughs> really. Because if you walk around the Upper East Side long enough like the women of a certain age walking around there. This is, I mean, the Upper East Side is where, you know, that's where like all the super rich, like mm-hmm. basically like the rich goys live on the Upper East Side and the rich Jews live on the Upper West Side, more or less. There's some mixing. Basically, like that's the Upper East Side scene. It's like these very insanely wealthy people. And yeah, if you walk around there, you just see the craziest, like I used to call it going to visit the monsters. <laughs> It's like going to the zoo. Basically. Just walk, stroll around at a leisurely pace and keep your eyes peeled, and you will see some fucked shit, some fucked faces. Anyway, Oof. the Don Julio lady that the story is about yeah. reminds me so much she of those women because there's no expression in her face. Yeah, she definitely looked it is dead in the face. And um, maybe a little bit dead inside. Like, I feel like every time she comes in, like, she's on a hell of a lot of fucking prescription meds. Prescription meds. Like whether Zanies. it be, like, or ben- yeah, definitely some benzos, benzos in there. Benzos, um, And some. Mixing it and washing it all down with. Who the hell liquor? So, <laughs> this was a few years back. I don't remember exactly what year, but a few years the pandemic you know so homegirl i guess was having a party it is like close she was having a new year's party or whatever and it's like the day before you know she's supposed to have this party she comes into the store um i don't know maybe 20 minutes before closing and she's on the phone this whole time and she's just talking shit about her sick husband to whoever she's talking to. I don't know if maybe it's her daughter or something. And she's just like, we just don't understand. He's just like sick. He was supposed to get all the stuff for the party. There's nothing in the house. Nothing. We don't even have any Don Julio. There's no McAllen 12 year. And she's just like talking all this shit on the phone as our colleague Jules is going and um, picking up literal like top shelf liquors from the fucking top shelf in the store. <laughs> Like, let me get the ladder out, lady. Yeah, and so it's just, like, hell of French champagne, hell of, like, every bottle of, like, any creme de la creme, like, whatever the fuck. So, fast forward, like, where I'm ringing her up, and Jules, who, like, got about half the carts full of liquor for her and champagne, is, like, getting wine boxes and stuff and just, like, filling up. She has, like, shit and the whole time that i'm ringing her up she's just like talking shit about her sick husband on the phone like oh no i just had to come and 
I had to get all the drinks for the party. He's like, he couldn't do it. Ugh, and then he would she, just die. I wouldn't have to worry about it yeah. anymore. Yeah, and then, like, so, at some point in the middle of, like, her talking on the phone, like, I look at her and I'm like, oh, hey, so your total is $765 and blah, blah, blah cents. And then she looks at me and she's like, what? She's like, oh, hold on. I'm getting another call. And, like, she drops her phone a little bit, screams, picks up her phone. She's like, oh, oh my God. Oh, no. And, like, answers the other line and is just like, hello, are you there? And, like, proceeds to have, like, a whole new conversation. And I'm just like, that'll be 600 or $765 and blah, blah, blah cents. And then she throws an Amex card at me. And so then we ring her, and she's like, I don't know, just Here it on this card. peasant. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> she gives us the card, and we ring her up. And I'm, like, I ask her if she would, like, help out, you know? Yeah. Like, before she asks us, I knew she was going to ask us for it. And she doesn't say anything, and then Jules looks at me, and he's like, it's fine. I'm going to just walk this stuff out. Don't even worry about it. She finally puts the phone down and looks at me and is like, I can't take all this out on my own. And I'm like, yeah, he's walking he's here. He has half of your, already. like, 30 bottles of French champagne, like, already, like, already outside. Half of your car. And, um, yeah, ever since then. Like, I think, like, two months you later. You don't even have any Don Julio. <laughs> two months later, Jules and I went to Vegas. And um, we definitely bought a bottle of Don Julio. And... Well, it's been like an ongoing joke between us. Like any situation that we or chance we get to buy one or the other person, like a bottle of Dawn or you know McCallan whatever McAllen, we do it. Or like I don't know, it's just like an ongoing it's situation. Pretty funny. It's These are things hilarious. that you need to have in the house. <laughs> she like was treating it like it was like a regular pantry a item. Right. We don't even That's have. How I say that I'm like being like. Fuck, I'm all out of Irish oatmeal. <laughs> She's like, we don't even have any Delphine McKellen. <laughs> like, God damn it, I thought I had more McCann's in here than like, yeah, it's just like a staple pantry item. Don Helio, who knew? <laughs> I mean, whatever you gotta do, girl. But anyway, I haven't seen her in here very much. Like, yeah, pandemic, yeah I haven't seen her either. Every time I dead. do, doubtful. I feel like maybe she had a personal shopper. But, yeah. um, yeah. Fucking, every time I drink Don Julio, I think of that lady. Yeah. <laughs> her, oh and her lime green visor. And, um, you know. It's quite a thing. You know, yeah. I feel like her vanishing type. Maybe not. <laughs> it's probably like a rising generation. Actually, come to think of it, I can think of some ones. Like um, a certain a certain person who needs somebody to carry her shopping bag out, even though it has like one bottle of water in it. <laughs> oh, right. And um, yeah, she's pretty. She's special. young. She's and she's gonna rise into. She's gonna expand yeah, into she her. Is. So they're not a dying breed. There, there are young ones that are like getting ready to inhabit that 
role. Oh yeah, they're in training. What's for funny sure. too about that person that I talked about? Uh-huh. That was just like the young person who needs somebody to carry her bag. One bottle of has water. One, that has one bottle of water in it. I can't carry this outside. How could I? Doesn't she own a skincare business um, called Sweet Foreskin? <laughs> <laughs> My husband's always joking about this. She has, she owns like a spa business, which really? I don't think I don't think she needs to have a business or a job because her husband's some kind of tech multimillionaire or something. But she has this thing that she it's probably a hobby, but she does it. It's like she does facials. And okay, like and it's the business is called Sweet for Skin. As in, like, the products and the services are sweet for your skin. But she calls the store. She'll call the store to be like, Hello, oh, do you have any of that rose tulsi tea? I love that so much. The shit that we order that she says she needs and then she doesn't buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'll, like, call with some dumb thing like that. Mm-hmm. And the caller ID, what shows up is sweet foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> okay, so your husband's Harley jokes mother. Harley jokes about this shit all the time. Yeah. It's like, you're, I guess you saw Sweet Force. Harley's mom. I've heard her make jokes <laughs> Yeah, that's what they're talking about. Sweet foreskin, and they'll like call, oh, no. they'll call her that too. They'll be like, oh, "I saw sweet foreskin oh, no. today, like just fucking picking on the blueberries and not buying oh, anything." Because no. she comes in with with the blueberry, oh, right? The, the uh, we used to call her the grapeinator, or like the grape goblin, because she was gobbling the grapes. She's like another old rich lady who will walk through the store just eating like handfuls of produce that costs really? like twenty dollars a pound. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so sweet foreskin would come in with the grape goblin and they'd just be strolling around like destroying everything. And, like, yeah. yeah, like both of them I'm pretty sure had um a personal shoppers. I've not seen Yeah, we them haven't seen them for a long time. At all. Which in I don't know, I'm sorry, but if I had stopped seeing you in the grocery store, it just shows like how Do you miss them at all? No, I don't actually. I kinda wanna see them. Like I have seen um, the person that you're talking about because she comes in to pick up. Yeah, I've seen Sweet Foreskin a few times. Um, She's come in to pick up her farm box. Oh yeah, and is like, I've never done this before. You're like, can you just give me a bag? And I'm like, girl, I saw you in here like two weeks ago, and I told you the same thing. You're just like yourself. Like, am I going crazy? Because I'm pretty sure that a week ago she said. I've never done this before. Can you just give me a back? And I'm pretty sure the week before that she came in and said, I've never done this before. Right. It was like the last time she did it, there were like four people that were like, oh, she said the same thing to me. Yeah. Like, right. You like, just want to be like, wait. the fuck are you trying to fool? Can we at least clarify, like, are you stupid or do you think I'm stupid? I think she thinks that we're stupid. Probably. She also thinks that, like, we're also police officers because... Or whatever. I don't know. There was, like, you know that one guy that was, like, drinking across the street yeah, from the store? Yeah. Like, he's from the neighborhood, yeah. right? Nobody. He's just a big mess. Yeah. He was, I don't know. Maybe he was, like, having an episode or something. But he's just across the street eating, like, three pounds of raw meat with wasabi, like, 
fucking spritzed all over it. Yeah, and, like, and screaming, then drinking. Like, so what? Yeah, and screaming, chain smoking cigarettes, eating pieces of the meat with the wasabi. Yeah, it's not hurting anybody but yeah, himself. Yeah, smoking cigs and taking a bite of meat and shit. Like I don't know. He's I used really, to smoke cigarettes. He's and, basically like, committing slow suicide. Yeah, probably, but like it's kind of. And I remember she asked me like, "Oh, can you walk these two water bottles to my car?" And I was like, "Seriously, bitch!" Like in my head, I'm like, "There is a line." And I need to walk your shit out. Okay, whatever the fuck. I'll walk your shit out to your car. Well, I have a line over here, but sure, whatever. So I'm walking her shit to her fucking Mercedes SUV. And we walk past homie who is having, you know, his evening. His picnic. His picnic of raw meat wasabi and a ton of beer. And she's like, um, so what are you guys going to do about him? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what are you going to do about him? I was like, me personally? I'm like, um, I don't, what do you mean? She's like, well, I'm just worried. Like, what if I got raped? And I was like, um. He looks a little occupied. Like, he doesn't Yeah, really first of all. Um, what? Like, I was just, like, I just don't feel safe when I walk by him. And I was like, why am I, like. Not a manager at a grocery. I'm not the owner. A not a manager. I'm just the person that works here. What the fuck do you think I can do about some dude that's eating raw meat across the street from the store? What am I supposed to do? Why is this my Mr. job Leonard, suddenly? Like, excuse me, sir. Please don't rape her. Like what the fuck? And if so you're thinking about she's it, like, yeah. Well, what if don't. he? What if he attacked me? Like you know. I mean, oh, I'm afraid of getting raped, and I was just like, okay, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what to even say to that. And then just threw her bottle. I was like, I gotta get back to my line. I'm just like, what in the fuck? Like, how yeah. am I? What am I supposed to say to this guy? You know, like I would have been like, you know, I'm pretty sure that this is happening because he lost the pumpkin carving contest <laughs> back in 1982. <laughs> And I was thinking maybe we could just give him a trophy and tell him we made a big mistake <laughs> back in 1982. He actually won the pumpkin carving contest, and then he'd be cool. Everything would be good from that point on. Wow, he'd lose, man. He'd lose like 200 pounds, stop eating raw meat and mayonnaise, and smoke, chain smoking and drinking beer. Yeah, the same guy, I mean, he doesn't buy beer at the store anymore. I haven't seen him do that. And he doesn't drink it. Well. Remember when he was getting twelve packs of like Corona and like <laughs> to wash down his raw meat and wasabi? Um, like he was buying like nice fucking steaks too. I know, yeah. which is totally insane. Oh, and he'd buy all the sushi. Uh huh. The sushi would get delivered. We have like a little takeout food situation, and there's a sushi restaurant that gives us, you know, some like bento box sushi things every day. And um, yeah, he just came in and he would buy all the sushi. We'd get like eight fish sushi things, and he'd buy all of them mm -hmm. and proceed to like take them and eat them all across the street and put it all on his mother's tab, mm -hmm. which is currently. At about six thousand dollars. Wait, what? Not to dish super hard. I'm not supposed to be dishing super hard on like neighborhood people, but let's just say like, yeah, their their tab is up like way fucking up there, like 
like close to six thousand dollars like grocery tab that has not been paid for quite a while Ooh. and his mother doesn't eat anything but maple flavored brown cow yogurt so you know where all the money is being spent on it's not being spent on her cases of maple brown flavored. cow <laughs> it's definitely being spent on it's just I've seen her a total of maybe two times, and she's definitely the same color as like maple brown cow yogurt. Yeah, which is pretty damn pale. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So Ooh, that's some shit. Um, let's yeah. see. What else? Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. maybe that's good for this week. Any thoughts? plans for the week ahead um just looking for more funny shit as always yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm still laughing like at your husband and his mother calling on a palette. We got beeswax candles today. We got some great ceramics from my mom girl. And um, yeah. And uh, I guess we'll just see you next week. Yeah, I'll see you, you next week. week. <laughs> All right. Don't date more than one person at a time. It's not a good idea. <laughs>